Hi, my name is Savik Srinivas, and this is Arnav Rastogi. And together we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the 2022 edge rusher class for the NFL Draft. There's a lot of talent in this class, and I'm excited to get into it, so let's get started. Yeah, I mean, uh, just like the wide receiver class, another another position that's extremely deep, and I think it's really dominated by the top two talents uh, or top two picks, as many perceive. Um, Safik, the debate between Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. Who do you like and why? So these are two phenomenal players, two phenomenal edge rushers. But I'm team Hutchinson all the way. And that's not me saying that Hutchinson is miles ahead of Thibodeau. But right now, today, if you ask me, who do I want? I want Hutchinson. I think he's the more NFL-ready player right now to take the field. And I think he has the skill set to make an impact day one in the league. No, it's going to sound it's going to sound biased, you know. You know, you know my hate for Michigan. But, you know, I'm not denying that Hutchinson is a day one ready prospect. I think he's the most NFL ready prospect in this draft. But Safik, when you draft, you draft for upside. You don't, you don't, you don't, you know, understandably you want plug and play guys, but you also want to draft with the mentality. Like we want the next, uh, I don't know, Nick Bosa or Miles Garrett, right? You draft with that mentality. You draft for upside. And I think Kayvon Thibodeau has the intangibles to meet that upside and in the long run, become a better player than Aiden Hutchinson, which is, I'm acknowledging, I'm saying it right now, Aiden Hutchinson, more NFL ready prospect. I think he's plug and play, but I don't think Aiden Hutchinson's ever going to recess superstar potential. I think Kayvon Thibodeau, right? You talk about his length, his strength and explosiveness. He has the intangibles and traits to determine to become the highest upside guy in this class. I hear you. You know, from that physical point of view, Thibodeau definitely has that speed. He has that, you know, blazing edge rusher that, you know, guys in the NFL are looking for in today's game. But I'm going to ask you this, Nick. What do you think could hold a guy like Hutchinson back from really being that upside guy because you're telling me right that Thibodeau has the upside just from uh, his athletic perspective what do you think is holding Hutchinson back is it just that you know he's not a four or five guy is that what it is no 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 I'm not saying that now look I think he is an exceptional athlete I mean I mean this is he is an athlete like look at what he's doing in the gym look at what he's doing in the offseason this kid is the real deal uh I think he's an amazing pass rusher right? I think he's an extremely fluid pass rusher, right? He is able to go three technique, two technique, three, four, four, three, you name it, he's played it and he's done it and done it at a high level in college, right? But here's where I stand with Hutchinson. Pass rushing is something that, you know, that can transfer to the NFL um, and he can be successful because of it. But to become an all dominant edge rusher, you need to be able to play the run. You need to be able to drop back, have the play recognition, right? Shed tackles, just be disruptive in the backfield. And I don't see that from Hutchinson. 
I just don't. Whereas Kayvon Thibodeau, you turn on his tape against Washington State, he's out there shedding offensive linemen, right? You you look at the counterplay that Washington State's offense loves to run, right? I mean, he's just going at an angle, shedding guys, getting into the backfield, three-yard loss, two-yard loss, four-yard loss, again and again and again, right? Kayvon Thibodeau's run ability is something that you can't teach, right? And, and when it comes to pass rushing, Kayvon Thibodeau is also there. He has some room to grow, in my opinion, right? He's not, he's not the best. Uh, he doesn't have the best hand techniques, right? He does get, sometimes gets handled when he's trying to use his athleticism to beat guys on the outside. But that is stuff that you can work on, especially with his speed and his length, right? That's something you can work on in the NFL. And Kayvon Thibodeau, run pass, he has the ability to grow into an extremely fluid pass rusher. But Aiden Hutchinson, I feel like he's limited in terms of his skill set. Mm. Um, I think I hear what you're saying, but you know, I'm just looking at both of these pass rushers, right? And typically, you know, I, I understand the run component of you want to be able to play the run, you want to set the edge. And perhaps, you know, Thibodeau may be a better run defender, but I definitely do think that Hutchinson at 6'7", you know, 270, whatever it is he is, he does have that presence on the edge as a run defender. But I think that Hutchinson's, um, I guess you could say tool back, toolbox as a pass rusher, at least today, it is significantly, okay, maybe significantly is like making, emphasizing it too much, but it is, it cannot be denied that it is bigger and more diverse than what Thibodeau brings to the table. You know, no, not, not 100%. He, as I said, he's day one, he's the most NFL ready guy. Right. You know, I'm, I'm looking back against, you know, Ohio State, these Big Ten teams. And when, when, when Aiden Hutchinson is in the groove, man, you see that spin move. There, there is nothing more beautiful you can see out of a pass rusher. And, I think that's something you can't teach, right? You're talking about Thibodeau's, um, you know, run defense, whatever his, he is a physical specimen, but so is Hutchinson. And I think he just has that pass rushing fluidity that just speaks to me. Okay. Yeah. This guy is going to get into the league and he's going to make those kind of plays on Sundays. And I just, I can't, I can't pass on that in the draft. Yeah. No, I'm not denying that Aiden Hutchinson is not a pro ready guy. I mean, his pass rush, his ability to get into the backfield, it's, it's damn near scary, right? Uh, I'll give you the Michigan-Michigan State game, for example, right? We're running trips, right? Bubble screen, that's a play call, right? Hutchinson, he's lined, it's a 4-3. It's a, it's a he's lined up in a three technique. The ball gets snapped. He pushes the offensive lineman back, and he's already three yards in the backfield, one, two seconds in, right? The ball's thrown just over the outstretched hands of Hutchinson, right? So he could have he could have easily tipped that ball. He was already in the backfield, right? Now the play is all the way on the lines, right? It's on it's almost on the uh out of bounds side, right? Uh I think Naylor is the receiver. He's running. Hutchinson's lateral speed from the point of being in the backfield to closing off our receiver and limiting it to a five yard gain. That play encapsulates what Hutchinson can be. But in that same game, Kenneth Walker, we scored two touchdowns running one-on-one against Aiden Hutchinson. It was just a right tackle, Aiden Hutchinson, 
and Kenneth Walker. And we ran two counter plays and we got two touchdowns, right? That's what I'm saying. Like the highs and the lows with Hutchinson are there. It's, it's very varied, right? And I'm saying when I'm drafting for upside, I'm drafting for who can be that all around superstar type of guy to anchor a defense. And when I look at Kayvon Thibodeau, you look at what he was doing consistently in the Pac-12 as a run stopper and what he was doing consistently as a pass rusher. It's just so much more complete than Hutchinson, right? Mm-hmm. Hutchinson may excel in the pass, but Kayvon Thibodeau, he excels in the run and he's almost to par with Hutchinson as a pass rusher. I just see a more complete guy, higher upside guy. I'm going to take Thibodeau. All right, let's move on here to another guy that's been getting a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of attention through this draft process, and quite frankly, is moving very high up on some of these draft boards. Even, even to number one. Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. What, what do you yeah. see here? Hey, man, 6'5", 275, junior out of Georgia. Man, everyone on this Georgia defense is bound to be a first-round pick. I mean, you talk about size, speed, and physicality. I think he's up there with Hutchinson and Thibodeau in terms of what he brings uh, as a pass rusher and his ability. Like once he gets his hands on you, it's over. He's it's, it's violent hands. It's violent. Hand. His hand his arms, his length is so long and it's just so violent right off the line. Once he gets his hand, he's either pushing you back or he's going right by you. Right. I mean, you're talking four Four five forty time. Mm. That four five forty going right by you. That two at two seventy five. That it's scary, man. Right. It, it's it's really scary. Right. It's not a question of the athleticism, his ability as an athlete. But here's two things that I'm trying to wrap my head around. And one, right, the produ- the productions simply on the field. Maybe his athleticism matches guys like Hutchinson and Thibodeau, but the production is not at the same level. And how much of it is a product of playing on this elite Georgia defense? How do you put those factors together? I got it right here. It's the number one question mark. Scheme or him? Mm. Because that Georgia defense has stars all around. You know, when you have Jordan Davis lined up in the middle, right? You're going, he's going to draw a double. You're going to have consistently one-on-ones, right? If you got someone like Nicobe Dean blitzing, you're going to consistently have one-on-ones, right? Exploiting that in college is easier, right? Because of your scheme, because of your defensive coordinator. It's, but how much of that translates to the NFL, right? right? And I think the physical traits are there, but it's still TBD on whether, you know, he has that IQ, that mindset, and that ability to translate all of that to the NFL, right? I think when you're looking at Trayvon Walker, I don't know if he's worth a number one overall pick. I, yeah. I have him more like a mid-round, first-round pick, right? Because I think, I think what's going on in the NFL is people are valuing your size, your ability, your intangibles more than your actual skill set, right? And I feel like when it's a difference between Thibodeau and Hutchinson, like that type of thing, I, I don't mind it. But when you're talking about a guy like Trayvon Walker, where there is a drop in production, there is a drop in skill set. 
I don't know if you can value the intangibles more than everything else. And I, I don't know. I don't see how guys are taking him number one. But that's not saying he's going to be a great pro- prospect. I think I think he's going to be a wonderful edge rusher in the NFL. Right. I'm going to have to agree with you. And I think it's not to say that Trayvon Walker isn't a great prospect, but if a team were to take him over Hutchinson or Thibodeau, I don't think I would be able to see it the same way. But I think we're just going to have to see. It's one of these guys where the talent is there, but it's not. he's not a refined prospect. And, he, and there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done behind the scenes in the league. Yep, for sure. Um, another guy that, that's going to need to develop, but 100% is right up there with these guys. George Karloftis, 6'5", 272, junior out of Purdue. And I mean, his motor on the field, it's unmatched, man. I think one thing a lot of people aren't really talking about, you know, you hear about Aiden Hutchinson, you know, 270 pounds, 6'6", big macho man. He's right up there. George George Karlaftis, maybe he's not 6'6", he's 6'4", but he is 270 pounds. He is going to have his presence felt on the football field. And I think the one thing really for me that may be holding Karlaftis back in on people's draft boards, it's it's purely just the stats, right? He doesn't have your big double-digit sack season. He doesn't have that production from a statistical standpoint to be able to um, put on display. But if you're just watching the film, I see a dude that wins, right? He wins off the ball. He's a strong dude. He's not real fast, but he has that tremendous bull rush ability. You know, he's not going to spin by you. He's not a Von Miller, but I feel like he's just one of these guys that, if you can get him in the right system, put him in a position to succeed, I think he could see success in the NFL. Yeah, I think his ability to work both inside and outside, I think that value is unmatched. Right, A lot of guys, like they're, they're, they're going to want to use their speed and their build to just like speed by or like swim right by guys, right? But Karloff, he he's about that action. He wants to he wants to go right inside on you. He wants to bull rush you right inside, right? His base and his leverage is so good that he's able to do that. And, you know, understandably, you know, oh, you know, 26 tackles, four and a half sacks. You're looking at an edge rusher. You're looking at a guy and you're like, that's not, that's not the type of production we want to see. But I will say, if you, if you watch Tate, he creates opportunities for other guys on that defense, right? His ability to draw double teams, his ability to, to get those QB hurries, right? It creates difference in plays. It, it creates those, throw, you have to, the quarterback has to throw away the ball. Or it, it, it takes away that deep shot and the quarterback has to settle for like a two-yard safety uh, check down, right? Right. So it's a lot of the little things in the other, the other things that he creates, right, on defense. I think that's valuable as well. So sometimes it's not about the stats. It's about how, what your presence can create. And his, his presence did create an impact on that Purdue defense. And I look forward to seeing it on the NFL level as well. Right. Another guy in this draft class that I love a lot, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. And this, to me, might be the diamond in the rough here, maybe late first round, maybe even a second round. We're, we're looking, look, we're looking, you know, next year um, during the season, like, how did teams not draft this dude? I think that could be Jermaine Johnson when we see him making plays. I'm seeing a very athletic, off the edge. He's going to win. He's a game-changing playmaker. The play that... I watched and went, this dude is different against Clemson. You know, I don't have the down and distance in mind, but 
he came right off the edge, flew off the ball, strip sacked Uyunglele, took that ball to the house. And guys that can make plays like that are hard to find. Playmaker. He's a, he's a playmaker. You need a play on defense? Show got right there, Jermaine Johnson. He makes things happen, right? And in the open field, his ability to just close on quarterbacks in the pocket. I think that's something that's very valuable. In a, in a league where mobile quarterbacks are dominating, right? His speed and his ability, once he's in the backfield, you're not getting away from him. That type of stuff, that open field awareness, I think that's so valuable. That's so valuable for a dude like Jermaine Johnson and, and for edge rushers overall, right? And, and for someone is, I mean, it's a 6'5", 262, right? For someone his size, that's able to just boom. I think I think that's that's something that in the NFL I think teams are going to value. That's what I'm saying. I think I have him as a mid second round pick, but I feel like if he just gets into that system where he has you know a good linebacker, another good edge rusher to play alongside him, oh boy, look out! Just Absolutely. look out! Yeah. Just look out! And the final guy here, we have um, David Ojabo, Aiden Hutchinson's uh, teammate or defensive line mate uh, out of Michigan, 6'5", 240. He's a junior. Uh, he's actually a local kid. He's from like 20 minutes from where we are. Uh, so I was going to root for him. But just he's just in an unfortunate situation, tore his ACL. I mean, tore his Achilles uh, during his pro day. But you know, he's, he's a, he's a small undersized, but he's a fast and lethal prospect. Right. I think, um, you know, being on at Michigan, Hutchinson's going to get all the glory. You know, he's that alpha edge rusher, but what a does bring to the pass rushing game to me is a lot of bend, you know, a lot, a lot of times we're looking at these fast edge rushers that are trying to just looking to get around you, you know, but a big part of being a pass rusher is not just being faster, but being more flexible, being able to get get underneath and around the tackle. And I think that's something that Ajabo does um, right up there with all these guys in this in this class. He definitely does have to work on his pass rush arsenal. You know, he doesn't have all the flashy moves that Hutchinson has, but I think he's just another one of these guys that has potential. And if you can get him right at the right draft position whatever that is second round maybe third round i think i, I think he might fall because of his injury he's gonna be out for yeah. this season right, right? right i'm looking at maybe third fourth round but mm. damn if you get him in the third fourth that value right right, right. I, I guess you know if, if you if you are you're a team that that can afford to spend a fourth round pick on a you know let's wait a year and see what happens right getting a first round talent if he's healthy um you you know, uh, another interesting thing about Ajabo is he really his true position is outside linebacker, right? This is a dude who can play the linebacker position extremely fluidly, but he he can also line up on the edge, uh, and just pass rush is exceptional. And you know, reminds me of a guy like Micah Parsons, right? He was mm-hmm. an outside linebacker, transitioned to the edge position, and it was just a seamless transition, and he was he was just dominating tackles in the league, right? I could see something similar for Ajabo. Obviously, not as big and physical as Parsons is, but he's this fast, undersized guy with a chip on his shoulder, and I think that can do a lot of damage if he's healthy. Absolutely. Uh, 
you know, a few more guys, you know, once again, we're talking about just how deep this class is, you know, Drake Jackson at a USC, DeMarvin Leal at a Texas A&M, right? A few more guys to keep your eye on, right? The class is so deep that you're going to see second, first round talents, right? They're going to go late in later rounds. But once again, if you're a team and you can afford to spend picks on guys who fall and just wait and have them develop, it's invaluable. Yeah, I think just looking at this um, edge rusher class, you know, holistically, I think definitely it doesn't have the firepower, you could say, of the, that the receivers does. You know, every single name that we talked about last week could be a, you know, top 10 type of guy in the league. If, if Thousand-yard receiver off the yeah, gate. Yeah, out the gate. But definitely to me, Hutchinson and Thibodeau are going to be guys that are definitely going to make noise. But – this might be one of those edge rush class, you know, I forget what season it was, but we had a running back class. When we look back, it was near the class with Kamara and McCaffrey. Yeah, 2017, 2017. Right, 2017. This could be that, you know, 2022 edge class. We're, we're looking back in 2026 and like, damn, we got like eight really good edge rushers. Isn't that like yeah, the, yeah. that could be the class. And I, th- I think it's going to, you're going to see guys go higher than expected, right? Like if I look at the draft and I see Jermaine Johnson going in the teens, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not mm. going to be shocked. Like I see, I see Karloft is going in the top 10. I'm not going to be shocked because what guys are valuing, what teams are valuing is constantly changing. If they see a playmaker with the physical skill set to do something that they like to anchor their defense, they're going to take them. Yeah. All right. With that being said, thank you for listening to the 77th episode of the backfield ref. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. We're going to review the cornerback class, another deep position group in the NFL, examine what teams might take them. They're going to go higher, lower. Some might drop into the second round. We'll let you all know. Until then, it's been Arnav Rostogi and Sat Victor Navas. Stay safe and take care.